The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. All right, boys and girls, and welcome back to Brutal Nation. I'm your host, Scott Alexander. Right across from me is the one, the only, Tammy, the underdog, Underwood. In this corner, weighing in at never mind. Uh, no, I'll tell you what keeps going through my mind, seriously, because I, I, I've been re-listening to, and I do this quite often, is I'll listen to some of our old episodes. Oh, yeah, totally. And I've been, I listen to the one who was a Lucha Libre. Lucha Libre. Juana, Juana Barraza. Yep. Juana Barraza, man. Yeah. The <laughs> granny, whatever she was called. I can't remember. The granny killer. Yeah. Was it the granny killer? Something like that. Yeah. Because, and the only reason is because, like, I was talking to Joel. We've mentioned Joel several times, man. Yes. And Joel uh, very much knows about the Mexican culture because he's Mexican. And... Uh, how dare you out him like that? No, I'm I know. It's just amazing. I, now, now ICE is going to come get him. He's going to get mm. deported. I'm going to be no, sad. Not my, jo- not my Jolie. Don't worry, Joel. <laughs> I will smuggle you back across if anything ever happens to you. That's not a right. problem. Not a problem. I got your back, brother. That's right. But no, him and I were talking. This was a few weeks ago. And uh, I learned different things about the the Mucha, li- the Mucha Libre and the, the Lucha Libre that you always have to wear the mask. Oh, yeah. it's a it is. They have to have that uh, secret identity. Yeah. Yeah, and if you take the mask off and you're discovered who, who you are, then that's it. That's the end of your career. You're done. Yeah, yeah. So I thought kind of like was... the Mandalorian in Star Wars, but yeah, yeah. And I, I just I thought that was just a just fan freaking fantastic. Yeah. So I'm stuck on that now. So today, boys and girls, is a very special day. We have a new caller. We do have a new caller. You guys ready for this? Todd Colehep. Now, uh, if you don't know who he is, listen to our previous episode. It was like last week or the week before. I did Todd's uh, whole thing in a jigger. And uh, I'm telling you, man, we got some good stuff. He's actually going to call in again. So we've got a uh, call now. We've got another one that we're going to post because we had two hours worth of conversation. We did have two today, and yes. Then he's going to call in again. And it was just one of the best calls I think we've had. It's uh, You know what? I mean, it was awesome. He was all over the place. And you'll notice that. It was kind of harder reining him in, but he was all over the place. And... Yeah, it, it was interesting for me, too. I think that him and I are related, like for real. Man. I think you're not only related, but he is one of the few people has who has been able to make me blush. It was it, it was, it pretty was like good. every time you had to go do something and I was like, he's like, oh, Scott's not there. Let's talk about this. I'm like, dude, no. Great. Now I got to listen to the whole fucking episode. <laughs> Which yeah. I will eventually. I know, no, but he he was very interesting, very interesting cat. Yeah, no, and honestly, like him and I email back and forth, and we have been for like a month or so. Yeah, and uh, it's been great emails. Like seriously, we talk like we have known each other for years. Right. And like we we're we're buddies, man. Like seriously, I want to buy a house from him in South Carolina right now. Right this <laughs> minute. Yeah. Yes. Fucking awesome guy. All right, let's get right to those calls. Okay. Holy cow! Good now, I, now I know why you get so damn frustrated. I was the longest freaking thing from Intel. That was la- we're in the next <laughs> like, week already. They were like, and if you want to block a satellite transmission, and you have your third, <laughs> if your third cousin's name is Ben, I'm like Jesus Christ, man. So how you doing? Yeah, this they like time? they like us to do that. <laughs> no complaints. Awesome, man. Awesome, awesome. It's good to get to talk to you. So. You already know me. Right across from me right now is, is Tammy. That's my co-host. I'm waving. Hi. Uh, she's waving, <laughs> although you can't see her because she's hey. a jackass. <laughs> you know what, asshole? Sorry. I don't want to bring anybody else into this fight we're having. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so look. Yes, you do. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. I, I do, kind of, yeah, but okay. <laughs> how, do, how does he know? <laughs> I got I, I got to tell you, if, ben, he, I, if he... Oh, go ahead. If he ends up on a mail card, if he ends up on a mail card, and we know what happened. <laughs> exactly. You know, I've been saying that for years. I've been terrifying him for years. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to start off with talking about um, your adoption by Carl, because your your original birth name wasn't Colehead. No, it was Samson. Yeah, it was yeah. So uh, why did you yeah, change I'm, your name? Was it because of the adoption, or was it uh, uh, by choice, or what happened with that? Uh, a little bit of both. Um, my mom went ahead and remarried, married Carl, and he already had two kids, um, Michelle and Michael. And all of a sudden you have, you know, all these coal heps and one Samsel. He wanted to kind of blend it in all together where it wasn't uh, so obvious that, you know, she had been with somebody else. So he adopted me in name and changed my last name. Oh, okay. That kind of makes sense. It makes sense. Cool, cool. So are you an only and then, course, child lost, then on the other... He lost the kids anyhow. Oh, I was going to say, are you <laughs> an only child on the other side of the family, though, with your mom? Yes, my mom was an only child. I'm an only child. Okay, gotcha. All right, no, I kind of surmised that because he went to live with his dad. It didn't say his like, brother and sister went to live with well, him. I know, but... But yeah, it never hurts to ask because our listeners... Thank uh, you. Our, our, our demographic doesn't have the best of IQs. <laughs> I'm not saying that all of them are dumb, but goddamn... <laughs> You know what? Stop. Well, I didn't want to share. I didn't want to share my Christmas toys, so you know the other ones had to go. Hey, there you go, man. <laughs> Survival of the fittest. <laughs> no, because I was actually basically asking to see if his mother and Carl had any children together. Is what I was getting at, but no. <laughs> no, actually, when I came out, I broke the mold. Uh, literally. Oh. Um, she had to have a, she had a hysterectomy after having me, um, oh, wow. and couldn't have any more, couldn't have any more kids. Wow. Oh, holy moly. That's probably the best thing, man, because I tell you, I, I don't, I don't know about any other single dads out there, but I raised my son on my own, uh, since the time he was about a year old and man, it is a pain in the ass raising kids. They're the only mm-hmm. people in the world that you will simultaneously love with all of your heart and hate with every fiber of your being. They are. They are. You know, I never kids. wanted to have kids. I was going to uh, say, you, do you have I any? never wanted any. I, not that I'm, I, I'm not sure. I, I'm not, <laughs> um, I, I, I played a lot, and um, I, I don't know. Um, I had a lot of fun. <laughs> I was going to say, you might have some out there uh, like I, Scott. <laughs> there might be. Uh, I mean, I've had women who just knew that I didn't want kids, and all of a sudden they were dating me, sort of, and then they just disappeared. They just decided to go go left, and I went right. Okay. So, I mean, I'm not entirely sure. If I, I don't know if I don't have kids. And then I um, took care of other people's kids. Like my girlfriend, I was big, real big on making sure that the, the daughter went to college. And another friend of mine, he died. And, I mean, I made sure that his kids were taken care of. Wow. So... I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a shitty boyfriend, but I was a good daddy. So right, I, mean, I try to take care, take care of things. Because that was part of your 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 agreement when when everything came down was that there was a, a a college fund set up for your your friend's daughter to go to college. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I thought I thought I read that. Correctly. Yeah, I thought I read that too. That kind of scared myself. I started yeah, remembering I, I, shit. <laughs> I wanted. 
I wanted to go ahead and my agreement with them is that I would go ahead and admit to what there was that I had certain conditions. And, and today I still don't understand why I had those conditions because they don't make any sense to me. I wanted to face my mother and tell her firsthand why and what I did. I didn't want her to hear all the media version of it. Right. Um, and even then, it wouldn't have mattered because the woman had borderline dementia, and she didn't understand half of everything she repeated afterwards was wrong. But I mean, what do you do? You know, I, I wanted to tell her firsthand there was a pain on the wall that I had that her mother gave me when they went when they went on a road trip to Oklahoma that they had gotten uh, together, and I had the painting. I wanted to make sure the painting was returned that okay. she got it back and that I wanted to make sure that I was able to transfer money to my girlfriend's kid to pay for her college. Wow. Um, they said yes. The sheriff didn't actually do it. He, he said he was going to do it, but then didn't, didn't actually do it. He actually ended up taking uh, the 13000 out of my safe that he kept in evidence the $40,000 in the safe, the other safe, that disappeared. Wow. Uh, funny how that happened. Well, welcome the, welcome to the South. Things. That's all I can say is welcome <laughs> to the South. I mean, I don't think much has changed since uh, since, since I left Georgia. Well, there, there was a lot of things when I got arrested that disappeared. I mean, there was three automatic weapons that I had that, I, that were in the safe next to the money. There were suppressors. I mean, it, it, it's funny how half the stuff they found that they put on inventory was right next was literally right next to stuff that never showed up and considering the fact that it was just gonna be yeah funny how you can't find it sitting right next to the other item you did find (laughs) yeah but just you know what though scott does that though he'd be looking for something man it'll be right under his nose no i lose (laughs) things that i'm actually carrying around like my cell phone (laughs) or my glasses (laughs) or my briefcase or guitars i'll have a whole damn guitar in my hand well, when you have, you know, uh, three safes, they opened up all three of them. And, I mean, they found I had quite a bit of, of, of stuff in those. And, I mean, three separate automatic weapons disappeared, several suppressors, the cash disappeared. There was a number of things that disappeared. And sent, I'm sure they went home in some police, police, police car somewhere back in the trunk. Uh, yeah, no doubt, I mean, it was $15,000 no worth, $15, worth of bourbon that I had a collection of, and yet when they they show the first photos, it's a whole crazy collection. And then when I get photos later on, it's amazing how that liquor cabinet looked like uh, uh, a, a, a CVS after it got looted. Holy shit. Well, I got to admit, stuff- admit, if I saw your whole bourbon yeah. collection... That uh, might, I wouldn't have turned that over that, either. <laughs> that, that might have had to go home with me because uh, my, yeah, uh, yeah. My, my, my bar is pretty stocked because I entertain a lot of musicians and then... We do this as well, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, I might have had to come home with your bourbon. I, I got to admit that yeah. I'm not above that. No, me neither. Me neither. No, it happens. And I mean, I really wasn't going to sit here and complain about. It. I was like, you know, I I knew I'm not going to drink it, and I can't shoot the guns anymore, so I wasn't going to worry about it. Um, but I went ahead, and they were going to let me transfer money to um, to Kylie. Then they then they reneged. Then I went ahead and put my mom on power of attorney on two of my accounts. And I got the money, my mom to get the money out of the account. As soon as she got the money out of the account, she tells me on the phone that I was a bad son, so she's going to keep the money after all. 
and if Kylie needs anything, you know, Ashley can just come come ask her. Holy shit. No, jack. no, Mom. Um, Ashley doesn't need to ask you anything. Kylie and Ashley have been in my life for eight years. Ah, you haven't. <laughs> uh, they don't need to ask you for anything. Wow. Um, I, I still got things took. I still got it taken care of, but I had to. I had to really jump over some hurdles to to make it make things happen. Wow! But I keep my promises. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and and honestly, with you and I talking back and forth, they haven't quite made it easy for you in your current situation. I mean, we had the uh, the tablet issue, and then some other issues that you and I have talked about. So I can only imagine that this just added to. You, you know, a bunch of, uh, how can I put it? A bunch of fuckery. You know. There's just, some fuckery going on yeah, <laughs> that you had to deal with. Zero kill life is not for pussies. <laughs> no kidding, right? You know? <laughs> what do you say? He said prison life's not for uh, pussies. You know what? Ain't that a fact? Scott wouldn't make it there. No, I'm, I'm way too pretty. <laughs> like, I'm way too pretty for prison. Man. Okay. <laughs> actually, actually, uh, my ten-year-old daughter would probably make it here. She'd probably end up running the place. <laughs> Damn, these we'll guys see. are not. Yeah, yeah, these guys are not the tough. You got a lot of fake people. You got a lot of guys who, you know, come up with these stupid prison names: K murder, T murder. You know, a bunch of thug muffins. These 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 guys are not real hardcore. Oh, you no. know, the people ask me, you know, what, what what's your prison name? Oh, I'm TJ Walking. Since y'all want to lie about what you're in here for, screw it. I'm going to do the same. I'm in here for jaywalking, habitual. So, uh, Damn it. You know, my name is, you know, all the, uh, the all the, the bulls and, and, and snakes and uh, K murder, T murder, J money, L money. I, I, I Big this, big that. I, come on. Y'all that's, ain't going to do shit. That's going to be my new nickname for Scott, Thuglet. <laughs> There's something wrong with you, Tam. Like, no. There's a lot wrong with you. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be a thuglet because he always says he's a rapper. <laughs> our, our, our ongoing joke is that Tammy loves hardcore gangster rap. I do love gangster rap. I listen to rock and metal and, and blues. <clears throat> and I'm, all, I'm always telling her, I'm going to be the greatest rapper in the world. Number one, I have my own posse. I've got a stuffed pig. I call him Notorious P.I.G. And I just found a goat that I call Gangster Goat. That's been our running joke for like two years. Yeah. And I can't. I, I don't rap. It's, it's not, not worth million. crap. <laughs> well, I mean, when I get old in here, I intend when they, when they put me in a wheelchair, I intend to chain me up two punks and be looking like convict Santa on the way to Chow Hall. You know, <laughs> move, move, bitches! <laughs> Damn it. Move, bitch! Get out the way! <laughs> I was just taking a cup of my coffee. <laughs> You damn near got me as a victim. I almost choked on my fucking coffee. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Dude, shit. Dude, you're so dumb, Scott. No, Todd almost got me with that. That's, that's some of the funniest shit we've ever heard on this show. God so, damn it. So I do have a question for you, because um, when we were looking into your case, did you ever hear anything from mm-hmm. your father after you got out of prison in Arizona? Uh, briefly. Okay. He, he called me in two. He called me in two thousand seven. I don't care for the guy. Right. I mean, the man is habitual. He's a habitual liar. The man's a piece of shit. Okay, he's a piece of shit. Right. But uh, I've got nothing for him. 
I've got nothing for the man. I didn't like him when I was a kid. At one time, I adored him. But, I mean, it quickly, I mean, the man's a piece of shit. He'll right. steal anything that's not bolted down. Wow. Uh, he, found that I, I, he found out that I was in real estate. I don't know how he found out because we don't – he's in Atlanta, outside of Atlanta. I'm here. We don't work in the same circles at all. Okay. But he found out that I was in real estate, and he called me one night on my way to a listing presentation and wanted to tell me all about how he uh, knew I was in real estate, and he wanted me to get involved in some scam where he needed some money to get some stuff going because he wanted to, to – uh, he had some new business he wanted to run. Ain't spoke to me in, in a dozen years, and all of a sudden I'm supposed to, to fork out money to go help him do some program. Wow. Man, sounds like my ex <laughs> sounds like my midget ex wife. Like seriously, dude, she only get the midget that you and I've talked about, she only gets a hold of me for two reasons. Number one, when she wants to have sex. And then I'm like, uh no, we're divorced for a reason. Um and two, when she needs sex. Poor baby. You are turning down midget sex. What in the fuck is wrong with you? Oh man, no, you, you seriously you, you gotta <laughs> no, roll you, the dice. You don't understand. <laughs> like Tammy has met Psycho uh-huh. Sally and freaking <laughs> Um. Yeah. Dude, trust me. You have to. I. I it's that, hard. That I, would, trust me, man. It's hard. I, that I, I one comes with more strings attached than marionette puppet. And I sit there and I have to think to myself. Well, it's midget. And that sex. is why. And that is why they have a thing called rodeo sex. That is why you have rodeo sex. You know, you hit. You you, you hit her from behind. Tell her her sister was better, and see if you can hold on for eight seconds. If you make it, you make it. Hit, hit the buzzer. But you say you rode. You got there. <laughs> that is you true. Know? That is true. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You guys are horrible. What are my virgin ears hearing right now? <laughs> oh, those ears aren't virgin. I can, I, can, I, I can hear that from here. Those not even close. Hey, that, hurt, no. that hurts my feelings. I'm it. so sweet and innocent. See, Tim, you're, you're in trouble, man. Now you got two, you got two old good southern boys right here. You know that what really bothers me about this? Right right never each other. <laughs> I, I'm not going to believe that you've ever fallen for the just the head. See how it feels. No, I ain't going to buy that shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I don't like this at all because not only has Scott ganged up on me for two years, now he has two other guys doing it. You don't even know me. <laughs> yeah, but I tell you what, man, Todd's my favorite because he, him and I come from, from the right kind of coast. <laughs> East coast, west coast, south uh, coast. South, man. <laughs> No, oh, no, it's shit. it's all good. No, Scott and, have, Scott and I have running jokes about, you know, one of these days you'll have to have him tell you about the Hooker Rebellion in 2023. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, hey, the thirst is real. The thirst is real. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the sad part is, is he makes a running joke that I'm a hooker on 82nd and Sandy and Jubit's truck stop and all that other jazz. The Sandy and 82nd, seriously, dude, if you want the lowest class slimy yeah. truckers in the world. Yeah, the lowest. That's that's the two places. You, which On Sandy Boulevard, you can probably appreciate this from being in real estate. It's bizarre because you drive down Sandy Boulevard, you go, God damn, this, this place looks like a demilitarized zone. But if you turn up any of the streets and go like a block, you're in this pristine neighborhood, freaking yeah. neighborhood that's amazing, huge houses. You're like, what? This is in the wrong spot, man. This should yeah. be like three towns over because you realize like a block away, man, there's like five hookers sitting there going, anybody got a $20? <laughs> yeah, it's really, our, our hooker scene out well, here is really sad. I'm not, I'm not going to say you're a hooker or not, but I just want you to know from the bottom of my heart, I tip well. <laughs> thank, thank, 
Thank you. See, Tammy, you'd actually get a tip. You'd actually get a tip for a change. I just want to let that be known. I, I want to be known. I tip thank, well. Thank, so, thank um, you. If we can come to an, if we if we can come to a a, a financial agreement, and write up a contract. Um, <laughs> won't be the first time. I hate you both. I hate you both. Scott's over there writing shit down, getting ammunition right now. I'm, I, I'm sitting there getting ready to print him out coupons in case we come out to South Carolina. <laughs> I was like, here you go, brother. I, you, you got some coupons. I'm going to go wait in the rental car. You're so stupid. Yeah, it's called a coochie coupon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you never seen those? That's a, that's, that's a coupon I've never heard of. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, so you get, you get coochie coupons. That's what, you, that's what your wife gives you when you do something good. And later on, you can you know, redeem them for certain, certain acts that you want. You know, oh, issues in the mood. But, you gotcha. know, and you can redeem them. You know, but then again, we get kind of spoiled with, you know, we put the seat down, coupon up, girl. Uh, <laughs> you know, I took the trash out. I need a coupon. <laughs> That's right. You know, right. so. <laughs> I, I, I threw away my, I put my food in the garbage today. It's coupon time. <laughs> I think that's a brilliant fucking idea right there. See, the power, the power of the coochie is unreal. And I can prove it in one simple statement. Any lady on the planet can walk into, I don't care what she looks like, where she's from, old, young, fat, skinny, doesn't matter. She can walk into a bar, put her hand up and go, I got pussy. <laughs> Somebody in that bar is going to run up to her, going to run up to her and buy her a drink. Oh, yeah. I walk, into any bar in Ameri- I walk into any bar in America and I walk on my hand and go, I got dick. I'm probably going to get knocked out. I'm going to jail. Best case scenario is that you're going to get thrown out by the bouncers, and that's at the best case. <laughs> yeah, otherwise you get mobbed by us. <laughs> and then you end up having, see, a lady gets pulled over by a police officer. She shows her tits. She gets out of a ticket. I get pulled over by a police officer. I show my tits. I get two tickets. Yep. <laughs> that is a fact. I, you know what? I know for a fact that I don't even have to pull out my boob. I just have to smile. <laughs> yeah, because you scare the shit out of me. I have literally gotten out of so many tickets because I smile and act like I, I'm like, it's what do you mean, officer? It's because you scare them. You look like a goddamn Sasquatch. Shut the fuck up. I do not. <laughs> Dude, she's like six foot and she wears a size 19 shoe. She's I'm a fucking Sasquatch. I'm five foot eight and a half and I wear a size 14 in Nike because they run small. How many easy, times I got to tell you that? Easy there, Squatcharella. <laughs> Don't be growling at me. He's been calling me Sasquatch since the day he met me. <laughs> Well, maybe you need a trim. You know what? (laughs) (laughs) What I do. No, No, he's just, it's so funny. And then it doesn't help matters that I have naturally wavy hair and the Pacific Northwest weather does not conducive to it. So it poofs out a lot. (laughs) Yeah, does not help. (laughs) But, um. Well, I, I have, have no comment for that. But okay. I know. I meant my hair on my head, people. <laughs> sure, sure you did. <laughs> you dirty men. You just, you just keep rolling with that there, Squatcherella. <laughs> Anyways, so um, I had another question, too, but I kind of forgot it, Scott. No, what did I, you I, have? Do, I do have questions. Yeah. I want Todd to tell us, step by step, what mm-hmm. happened with the, the, the first two that led up to, uh, God, my brain's going blank. God damn it. Drugs. 
Um, the the uh, waitress and her boyfriend, or right, the waitress the other and the boyfriend, and then the other two that came to work for for you, that Charlie and and I want to say her name was Kylie, but Kayla, Kayla, that was it, whatever her name was. Uh, because yeah. the story that I that that Todd and I've talked about is different than what the media says, as always. Oh, that's always different, but. Okay, you talking about Megan and Johnny? Yeah, the yep. first two. Let's yeah, them two. Okay, the media goes on to something about how I and it's not it's social media. You know, I was stalking her at a Waffle House. Yeah, that's what we heard. I don't go to Waffle House. Yeah, I don't go to Waffle House. I don't do the awful waffle. I mean, uh, I'm not a breakfast person anyhow. But I mean, when it comes to that never happened. The building that they were talking about in Roebuck, I mean, I drove by it a million times, but I've never even been in the parking lot. Uh, I met I met Megan on the corner of uh, I-26, the on-ramp of Blackstock and Reval Road, where she was out in, on the corner panhandling for money, and I drove by, and I saw a pretty girl out there panhandling for money. And I went, oh, because I'm a guy, and... Uh, yeah, I got a job for you. <laughs> and I mean, I had all these rentals. Hey, I'm going to tell you, I, I'm going to turn anything out I can into sex. Let, let's, let's be blunt. No, I'm right there with you, man. Times I've had, Scott can I mean, too. I can't tell you, hey, I'm, here's what it is. Um, you know, I own a real estate firm. I've got all these rentals. I've got properties that got to be cleaned. I don't want to clean them. I'm not even paying for it. The owners are paying for it, and then I'm just relaying the jobs on to somebody else, which means now you owe me a favor because I am hooking you up with jobs. And the best way to pay a guy off is, you know, I, I got money. I don't have a blowjob. So let, let's I, – I would love to collect blowjobs. Um, got a whole wall of them. But, <laughs> but the – I should say, Scott. Holy that's shit. your new collection. I'm right starting. I'm really starting to think Todd and I are related because Jesus Christ, you talk just like I do. But you, you, you see a girl or, or, or somebody. I, I cannot tell you how many times I pull up and I see somebody on the side of the road, male or female. Uh, no boy jobs from them, please. Uh, pattern full, Ghost Rider, no flyby. Um, and you pull up on these people, and they're working for want to work for food, and you offer them a job, and nobody wants to work. They're like, no, 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 I just want the money. Yeah. Well, kiss my ass then. I mean, I've got I've got plenty of jobs. Uh, if you want to do landscaping, if you want to do cleanouts, if you want to do painting, if you want to do repair, whatever you do, I can find you a job that pays. If you're a single mommy or or a veteran, I'm going to find you a job. You don't have to give me sex for that. I'm just trying to get you a job. Now, I'm going to try to encourage you to give me what I want because I'm going to give you lots and lots of work. Um, but I own a real estate firm, so therefore I always have work. I do not spend my day cleaning bathrooms and refrigerators and running around trying to get houses ready for rent. I have people for that. Um, I prefer never even have to, other than the first time I photographed the property or having to do a check-in, I prefer never to even see the property. But getting on back to point, I saw her on the side of the road panhandling. I went up, went on to Costco, did my shopping, came back. She was still there, pulled over in that lane, handed her my business card, and told her she wanted some real work. Give me a call. 
I got one off of E Cleaning. Later that night, she called me up. I'm close to where she lived. She told me where, where, basically what area, but she didn't have a car. I met her in a park lot across the street from where she lived, uh, in, in a deserted where they had a, a, a closed-down grocery store. And we had a talk for about 30 minutes about what I wanted, and I, I was going to pay her 450 for one day's labor. I had three rentals. I'll give you $150 per rental. Got the materials. I'll give you transfo. Not a problem. Um, but I want them clean. All I want is, you know, the kitchen clean, the floor, just a basic cleaning so people don't go, you know, ooh, this is nasty when you move in. Clean the toilets. Make sure the, the, the counters are clean. She agreed her boyfriend, which later on turned out to be her husband, but she referred to him as her boyfriend, somewhere was watching, which is kind of creepy. I don't know why he didn't just come up to the car and just come with her, but he didn't. And she said, she said, my being the, the, the S5, and we had a conversation for about 30 minutes and told her what I wanted. And, uh, yeah, I, honestly, I was looking towards giving her some more deals and, uh, um, yeah, I want a blowjob, but um, you know that was for, that was for down the road. Let, let's get the let's get the rentals clean, get her some business going, and uh, it's amazing how often that happens. So we left. Told her, you know, give me a call in a couple of days. I'll get you out there, and we'll we'll I'll get you in the, in the properties. She never called. Well, every morning I got up and I went on to GoUpstate.com, which is the Herald Journal newspaper online webpage. And I went on there, and I looked for the mugshots because that is my first clue that somebody is not going to be paying me my rent is when I see them on the uh, the mugshot page. Oh, best thing for for best thing for a landlord to do is check the mugshots every morning, and you realize who's not going to be around come come rent day. I can go ahead and file eviction and get you the hell out of there so I can get somebody else in. I mean, sense. sucks to be you, but right, it sucks right. to be you. But I mean, my loyalty is to the property owners, not to the renter who just got arrested. Right. So, by the time you get out of jail, you may not have anything to come home to because the locks are changed and uh, somebody else is in that is in that house. So, oh well. Uh, I did not know what Johnny looked like. I had never met him, but and they have a different last name. She was going by McGraw, and he was going by uh, Coxie. So I saw her face, and I went, well, shit, they want that idea. I guess I won't be getting a blowjob or my house is cleaned. So I went on about my day, and they ended up calling, they, I ended up getting a text Saturday morning, which was the 19th. I got a text message saying that, uh, was the job still available? And I, I, I moped about the house for about, I don't know, 35, 40 minutes, kind of being pissy about it because I wanted to get the job already done. I was catching help from the owners already. And I decided, you know, let's get the, let's get the job clean. It's Saturday morning. It's right before Christmas. It's the 19th of uh, December. Let's get the thing clean so I can get these things re-rented for the first of the year. So I said, yes, I'll pick them up. I drove to pick them up. Now, I would have already had all the clean supplies in the car, if I knew where they were beforehand, but when they went to jail and they disappeared for a week, I figured, screw it. I'm not, I mean, what's the point of going out there and getting all this stuff? Because I kept it at my land in one of my buildings. Every time I do a, 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 I sell a house, 
I go to the house before you take over possession. I mean, the, the leftover vacuum cleaners, the cleaning supplies, the trash bags, all that stuff goes home with me for the next deal. Okay. I've got shelves and shelves of trash bags and 409 and Fantastic and, you know, toilet, toilet bowl scrubbers. So, got all that. If I had known they were going to show up, I would have already had it. Instead, I had to go pick them up and then take them out there to get it and then get on uh, Highway 101 and, and get over there to Bowling Springs where the properties were. So, I went to pick them up. Johnny jumps in the back of my SUV sits in the middle and he looks like he's wigged out on something and I'm already regretting the fact that I let this guy in my car because it looks like he, he's he's on something and I'm thinking okay well if I try to kick him out of my car I'm going to have another situation and we'll just make the best of it hopefully it doesn't turn into something stupid but he's 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 eye-fucking me the whole damn time and I'm like <laughs> okay somebody wants to play and I will tell you, I have retired from violence. For many years, I had stopped doing violence. I stopped carrying the gun everywhere. There's still guns everywhere. I mean, my gun has a gun. But the, the, I wasn't trying to look for fights anymore. I was trying to raise the kid. I was picking her up for track. I was doing business deals. I was doing flying the planes. I was doing whatever I wanted to do without having to be all these altercations. So I went over there and... Uh, he got in the car, we went out to the land, figured, you know, let's get this done. We got back there, I didn't even close the gate, you know, because I figured we could be in, could be right back out. Uh, I opened up the building, we started loading up supplies, the vacuum cleaner, all these bags of stuff, and Megan just stood on top of the back, the, uh, the bush hog, uh, the mower attachment on the back of the tractor. Right. She just stands on top of it, she stands on top of it, and watches us load all the stuff back and forth. And Johnny's moving stuff. I'm moving stuff. All right, I'm keeping my eye on him because I don't trust him. And I've got guns everywhere. Um, all of a sudden, I had my back turned to him, and I hear I hear her yell out, "Now, Johnny!" Which I wasn't even sure she said now. I had to ask her days later. Did you say now, Johnny, or no, Johnny? Because I wasn't too sure whether she warned, she was she was warning, or she was, and she she made it later on that she had said now, Johnny that she knew he was going to try to do this. But I turned around, and he was coming at me with a four-inch pocket knife, this little black-and-white little, uh, you know, the kind of crap you buy at a flea market. Oh, yeah. Oh, One yeah. that ain't going to do you know, shit. It, it, <laughs> yeah. You know, it, 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 it thinks it's tactical, but it's not. It's yeah, yeah. misspelled the word tactical. It might scratch you. <laughs> this little black-and-white zebra print piece of shit pop metal pocket yeah. knife he's trying to stab me in the back with it and on the shelf one of my shelves i had a glock 22 which is a 40 cal i had a glock 22 with a coastal ultima 40 suppressor on it and i hated the gun i don't like i don't care for the glock 22 at all but it's a very common gun it's used in a lot, a lot of law enforcement and i get asked a lot of times to modify them so I use that gun as a host to change springs, barrels. Uh, if you change the recoil, recoil spring, it changes the lockup time. Basically make the suppressor work better. Um, wet suppressor, dry suppressor, you know, different lubes, different things to make the gun quieter. I keep it on the shelf as a host. It's just a, it's just a, um, a test weapon for me. 
um, I had it sitting on a shelf there with a shop towel over it and had a, had a, uh, uh, federal hydroshocks in it, uh, 180 grain hydroshocks. And when I turned around, saw him coming with his little pocket knife, well, I picked up the Glock and I put two rounds in the chest. Johnny sat down. <laughs> um, the look of oh fuck on his face was priceless. He went from instantly going like, I got you, I got you, to, oh, shit, where did that come from? You got me. <laughs> the, right. Yeah. And, the, and I mean, the, the two rounds to his chest, he dropped. Uh, she stayed on top, of the, on, on top of the bush hog. I had to go around him. Uh, try to go around him to basically intercept because I didn't want her to run across and go out the door. Right. I didn't know what was really going on with the situation, but I wanted to control it. So I went between them, turned around, and to make sure that uh, I'm, I'm real big on what they call dead checks. Um, I've seen too many Fred, Freddy, Johnny, what do you call it, uh, uh, Jason movies. <laughs> Ammo's cheap. I'm not. Very Ammo's true. cheap. I'm not. <laughs> Very true. It, it, it cost me. You know, a buck and a half to make sure your ass stays down. So I put a third round to his back. And quite honestly, if you can take a 180-grain hydroshock and you cannot flinch, I shouldn't be messing with you to begin with. <laughs> That's <laughs> um, a fact, man. That is a fact. <laughs> if, you, if you can shred that off, I'm impressed and scared shitless. That's when I'm going to prove I can run faster scared than you can, man. Oh, yeah. Then he started thinking, so, I should have worn my brown pants today. <laughs> but I put a third round through his back, and then I walked up on her. And the first thing out of her mouth is, out of her mouth is, please don't hurt me, please don't wake me. I'm like, I'm not going to do either one of those, but I need you to do what I tell you to do. I need you to go over here, lay down, put your hands flat out, out to your sides, flat out, cross your ankles. Do not run. She complied. She went over there. She lay down on, on the concrete slab. She put her hands out. She crossed her ankles. I went over to my toolbox, got a set of handcuffs, handcuffed her, pad her down. My biggest concern, do you have any sharps on you? Do you have any weapons? There's a cell phone. I was concerned about those GPS trackers on the ankle. I don't have any experience with them, but these two just got out of jail. You know, I'm thinking they, they, they've got one of those home arrest, home trackers, whatever, on their ankles. Right, right, right. So I went, I went ahead. That's what I was patting them down for, make sure we didn't have to deal with that. And then I went over to him, patted him down. Um, the only thing he had on him, other than the, the knife had already gone across the floor, the only thing he had on him was a set of keys. And since I have no intention of ever going in, in his house, he got to keep them. Um, <sighs> you, you go ahead and, yeah, you get to go ahead and keep those, buddy. <laughs> um, but I patted him down and he didn't have anything on his ankle or anything else so I mean okay so I went down and got a chair sat down and I tried to calm down trying to look at the situation got on the uh, uh, went up to the gate went up to the gate closed the gate um, drove up there and closed the gate and then I came back and I put her in the shipping container at the back just sort of just lay down sit, just sit, sit down and don't do anything we're going to have a discussion here in a little bit. You know, not going to hurt you. Just sit down. And I got the tractor, rolled up the, the garage door, got the tractor, went and dug a grave, pushed Johnny in it, 
and went about my day. Um, came back, talked to her, and ended up going up, up the street and getting her a Little Caesars pizza, a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper, some honey bun of death. I mean, you talk about diabetes in a bag. This thing called a white, icy white or some crap. It looked like, it looked like King Kong jizzed on it. Those are delicious, though. How can you even eat that? Because I am diabetic, man. I I even think Um, about that shit. I start twitching. When you say delicious, when you say delicious, are you referring to the icy white, icy white uh, honey bun, or the fact that King Kong jizzed on it? No, she's thinking of King Kong. She's thinking of when she's going to work. The icy white honey bun, but fuck you both. You're thinking of when you're uh, on Sandy Boulevard. And there we go. That's what you're thinking of. <laughs> no, nasty. I, you're nasty. Saying, you know, I haven't had a honey bun in years, but they are so delicious. <laughs> she, she's having flashbacks of work. She's like, I should be out on Shut up, dude. right now. No, got a twenty dollars. <laughs> hey, you, Scott. <laughs> yeah, I bet King Kong is smiling his ass off. <laughs> <laughs> that was twenty five dollars. <laughs> I hate you both. <laughs> Screw you guys. I'm going home. <laughs> We're going nowhere. Maybe we'll get a shipping container. Oh, oh Snapdragon! Snapdragon! No, Scott's got this little shed out back that I'm scared of. You don't want to go to my shed. <laughs> Trust me. I'm kidding. No. You know what? Now that's going to be a Scott joke. He's going to say, don't make me call Todd him put you in a shipping container. Right. <laughs> We're on our way out to Woodruff, South Carolina now. <laughs> So anyways, so I went got her the food and I brought her back and we talked for a bit. And then, of course, I told her, look, I'm not going to hurt you, but I, you know, clearly I have a problem now. Y'all did this. Um, I've got a dead body to deal with and I've got you. What in the hell do I do with you? Uh, I can't keep you. That makes no sense. Uh, I can't let you go. That made no sense. So just calm down, be quiet, behave yourself, and we'll work through it. But I'm not going to make any more decisions today because I've made all the decisions I need to today. But today, today, today's done. So I left, left her in the building overnight, came back each day bringing her food, um, got her a uh, two packs of Newports the first day, and I finally realized that the weather, the weather started going bad that year. We started having a lot of sleet. So I went up to the store and I got her a whole carton of Newports. You would think it was Christmas morning for her. Like she never had a whole carton in her life. I'm going, oh, I'm so getting my dick sucked. <laughs> God damn. Baby, I got, I got a lighter and some Newports and an icy white for you. <laughs> Daddy, treats you Daddy, Daddy treats you so good. What do you know? What what you do? For, Tammy, didn't you used to smoke I, I got, Newports when you smoked? Yes. Oh, <laughs> see more. Of this is made. See. Todd's helping me figure you out. Oh, yeah. We know no, what you're about now. Every time you say Newports, I'm like, Scott, don't pick up on that. Don't pick up on that. Oh, please. <laughs> I'm smarter than the average bar. <laughs> no, Scott and I know each other too well, so I know exactly what he was over there thinking. <laughs> she learned all my secrets because actually before she started podcasting with me, she actually works for me. She was my executive mm. assistant, and she still is. I um, am his executive assistant. Yeah. So with that being said, I'm sure that you had one too. Your executive assistant will learn. Do they have the same duties? Huh? Do they have the same duties? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the sad part is? Is as his executive, huh? 
I'm having trouble hearing him. Go yes, ahead. but see, my executive assistant and, and his executive assistant, I want to know, do they have the same duties? Oh, um, no, 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 no. No, it's, it's nothing no. even close to that. No, no. She, Scott uh, and I have decided a long time ago that that is a no-go. Yeah. Um, but I do anticipate his needs otherwise. Yeah, I mean, dude, does that does make sense? She has <laughs> everything oh, from paperwork oh, yeah, to doing groceries. No, 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 not that neat. <laughs> Holy shit! I can put that on your resume. What hand job? That might go. That that might go on your resume. I can do the hand jive. Oh my god! <laughs> no, you're you terrify me. I'm telling you, fucking looking like a Sasquatch over scaring the hey, shit out hey, of me. Hey, 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 Scott! After six years, get what you can get, bro. <laughs> that is true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. No, Scott and I have been working together for almost, well, it'll be two years this year. Three years. Three years, yeah. Three years this holy year. Shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. <laughs> See, when I had, when I had, a, when I had assistants, when I had uh, Heather, and when I had uh, uh, Maggie, and then I had Holly, uh, they had two jobs. Drop off the mail and drop the panties. That's it. The job was very easy. I did most of the work. Um, I, I pay well. And, um, well, yeah. there you go. I was going to say, maybe <laughs> I should go work for you. No. <laughs> That's, no, no, because I have you working like a dog for me. You ain't working for nobody else. <laughs> I, and it, literally, I take his dog to the vet. Um, <laughs> I've done it all. And the shit ton of paperwork hey, we got to do every day. Hey, mm-hmm. hey. He wants you like a dog. I just want to do it like a dog. It's well, okay. See, we can make this work. Okay. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> Either way, I, I'm the dog end of this. It doesn't matter. Sit down, Rover. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucked up. Goddamn. You are fucked up. Okay. Is, anyway, so this is the best freaking calling that we've had on this show. I gotta so tell he you. got her. He got her a carton of Newports and a lighter and a, a yeah. nicey honey bun, and now it's on. She's happy as you. As I got you her, are. I got her. So I got her all this stuff, and she's she's sitting there just smoking, having a good time. And I mean, I let her out. She tried to escape one day. I had I had not put the handcuffs on her tightly, and I really didn't think she was going to resist. And I made a huge mistake, and I didn't put the cuffs on tight enough, and I didn't have ankle cuffs on her, so she could just walk freely. And I did not have a gun on me. I decided screw it, so I left the gun in the in the in the, in the other building because uh, there's always guns everywhere else. I mean, I've got it literally behind the door everywhere. There's a suppressed Remington uh, uh, 700 right behind the door that's suppressed with a with a scope on it. I'm, I'm really not worried about it. You'll never you'll never reach the fence line. And uh, all of a sudden, she stops and looks at me like this stupid look, and I'm like, what? And all of a sudden, she slips her hand out of the handcuff and hauls ass. Oh, shit. Well, I decided to chase her. Instead of going ahead and just, you know, going to the building and getting the rifle and shooting her, I tried to chase her. Well, short distances, I'm a hell of a sprinter. Long distance, I'm too big for that shit. But the, uh, I slipped on the gravel. I had just had brand-new gravel poured, and I slipped on it, and I ended up going just face-playing right in the gravel. And uh, got back up and, and went after her again. And as I went to go after her again, she slipped on the same gravel and she hit the ground. And I recuffed her up, and that was the end of it. Uh, put her back in the building. Got mad as hell because I'm bleeding. Put her back in the building, and uh, I went home for the night. Called it a day. 
she told me the next day that she knew I was a good person because I didn't call her names or beat her after she tried to get away. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> That's a little stretch. But I'm not going to beat you, and I'm not going to call you names. I'm more the, the type who gets mad as hell and gets quiet. Wow. You know, I never hit my girlfriend. I don't hit, I don't hit women. I mean, I've unfortunately had to kill two of them. I know some ironies and some messed up situations, but I'm not going to call you names. I'm more the, the, the guy who goes in the backyard mad as hell, and I'll just vent. I got to go on the, I got to get on the, the motorcycle, go up in the plane. I'm going to go somewhere else, vent my ass off, and then I'm going to come back. I'm so not going to call you and, and call you names. Do so I you have timeouts. Yes. You take personal yes, timeouts. I, I got you. Yeah, and actually, I hear you chirping, Big Bird. And it's a very healthy thing to do just for our <laughs> listeners because I actually learned that in anger management. And I'm the, I, I'm, I, I use timeouts as often as I can because I get frustrated as fuck. So, I mean, if a guy's going to hit a woman, he's, I mean, I don't care how many times, if you can't control yourself on that one, he's going to do it again. Oh, totally. So, you know, ladies, when your man hits you, leave him and call me. Todd needs some time with you. Maybe yeah. all of you. At the same at the time. Same time. <laughs> but, um, I am equal opportunity. I, I, I accept all denominations. I like it when, when girls jiggle, and I like it when they fold. Much like my mind. Um, please, call Todd. We, we will make this happen. I will put you up in a house, and a car, and yes, I'm going to fuck your brains out. At least on Tuesdays and Thursdays because Mondays and Wednesdays on with somebody else. God damn, that's awesome. Damn it, I'm in the wrong. Never mind. I want my cookies now. No, I'm kidding. And that's what I say. I like my cookies. <laughs> so, so how long did you end up keeping Megan before you killed her? I had her for six days. Okay. Uh, kept in the building. I would go out and let her out every day. We'd walk around. I let her out. But I mean, the problem we had is is the weather went to shit. Right. I mean, it, it got cold, it got cold, and we had like four or five days of just straight sleet and nasty weather. Tennessee was having a hell of a time in the mountains. I came up with the stupid idea of giving her four thousand dollars cash and dropping her off in Tennessee. You go left. I'll go right. Now, okay. clearly, this is not going to work. This is not going to work. This was a stupid idea. Yeah, she's going to blab her mouth. That's, you know, she, that's an easy one. Well, she already lost the kid. She already lost one of her babies because the, I mean, to, to DSS, because the, the kid was born and, and tested positive for, I don't know if it was, I think it was heroin. Jesus oh, wow. Heroin or It was one of the two. Wow. So they lost custody of one of the kids at that time. DSS took steps in, and... I knew that from the charges, uh, child neglect and all that, and she had told me what it was. So I'm thinking, great, I got a junkie here. I'm going to give you $4,000 cash. You're going to go to Tennessee. You're going to party your ass off, and the first time you get caught, the first thing you're going to do is point at me going, oh, this guy killed my, killed my boyfriend. Because I, I didn't know that was her husband until after I got arrested. I had no idea they were married. Wow. I think she knew I wanted I think she knew I was gonna make a play for the cooch and I think she was trying to tell me that was her boyfriend so that I would go ahead and be willing to go ahead and 
try to go down that road. Okay. I don't give a damn if you're married or not. I'm now, still going to go down that road. <laughs> I still want to go down that road. You know, um, I'll be, I, I will be, I will be very, you know, delicate as far as I don't want to embarrass you in front of your husband. I just want to be a little side thing on the side, and, and you know, I'll yeah. take care of things. It's okay. I, I, I like strange. What can I say? Um, but the, I went ahead and uh, was going to take her to Tennessee. She didn't. She she loved that idea. I guess some. I give you four thousand dollars and let you go. But I told us I can't take you for several days because the weather is just absolute shit. And I'm not driving through Tennessee mountains in sleet, where all of a sudden we get pulled over by highway patrol because of, of an accident. And then I got to explain why I got a woman in my car in handcuffs. You can't explain that, and I'm not going to shoot a cop. Right. Right. I mean, right. My ideas are my my ideas are not very very uh, well thought of in prison, but I don't give a shit. Right. I actually respect law enforcement. Now there's a there's a lot of bad cops out there, but there's a yeah. damn lot of them that are damn good at what they do, and they're trying to do the right job. And I'd be damned if I'm gonna be the one to, you know to call someone to get a a, a flag over a casket. I'm yeah. not going down that road. You know, you, you show me the respect. You keep your finger off your trigger. I'm going to show you the respect. I'm going to keep my finger off of mine. Um, if yours clears weather, well, you know, all, all bets are off. But I'm not going to be the one to draw first on that. Uh, so I'm not going to shoot a cop. The, uh, but come Christmas morning, I went ahead and I had Christmas with a kid and, and, and Ashley. And uh, she was mad as hell at me because, you know, I want to leave the building. I want to go out to my land for an hour and just check things out. What I really wanted to do was, A, get out of the house because Hurricane Kylie had gone through all the presents. And there was toy parts all over that friggin' house. Um, you know, my dogs, my dogs were shitting plastic for weeks. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> but the, uh, um, you know... Little doll boots and purses and little... Oh, hell no. I don't want to see none of that crap. But the... Uh, Hurricane Kylie had gone through all her presents. And then I wanted to go out there and get uh, Megan something to eat. Let her out of the building for a minute. I mean, it, it's depressing being stuck in a metal building all night. So I wanted to let her out for a little bit. Let her get some air. Go down and use the bathroom. I had an actual bathroom in another building. I said, well, I'll take you down there and use an actual... Not just a uh, camp bucket, but here's a here's a bathroom. Uh, handle your business and uh, go about her day. I get there and I open the I open the building, and this monster cloud of smoke comes out. That because I had gone to another building, got my got the Glock, and it has a I, I'm a big believer in tack lights, so I had a Surefire X300 on it. The X300 cuts through. It's damn near like having Darth Vader's saber kind of thing kicking off. That thing is unbelievably bright. Uh, I opened this building up, and, I mean, smoke came just roaring out of the building. I still do not understand how in the hell she lived, how she wasn't dead from smoke inhalation. Wow. Because the amount of smoke that came out of that building was crazy. I turned the tack light on, and, I mean, the first time ever, I couldn't see the back of the building. And that light will let you see the moon. Wow. I don't know. It, she, had, she had pushed two shelving units over full of ammo. There was 
100,000 rounds of ammunition in that building. Jesus Christ. There was a whole pallet. You know how some people do this? You know, when you watch on TV and they talk about this guy was a prepper and they found him with 5,000 rounds? Right, right. Yeah, that's a nice starter kit. Yeah, I had 200,000. <laughs> I was going to say, were you a doomsday um, <laughs> No, I was bringing the doomsday. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I was going to be the... I, I, I dealt with a lot of guns. I did a lot of shooting. And while I didn't want to be killing anybody anymore, I did a lot of shooting every day. I mean, I shot 400 rounds every single day of the year with the pistols. On precision rifle day, I would probably shoot 40. It takes a lot of time to set those rounds up when you have unknown distances. Um, I shoot maybe 40 rounds. And on submachine gun day or, uh, you know, carbine SBRs, whatever I could feed it. I like to stay current. That's how I've been. I go out there, and I move to my targets, and I hit them, and then I go pick up all the brass. Okay. Um, friend of mine does reloading. Friend of mine does reloading, and I don't want the brass back, but he gives me money for the brass. Um, then I go buy more ammo. I don't like reloads, but he does. So it worked out for us. But I would go out there and do my shooting every day. But I went, and I, I came to this building, and there's 2,000... 200,000 rounds of ammo, there's a whole pallet in the middle of the shipping container just sitting there that you got to go around because I hadn't put it on shelves yet. And I've got a pallet that are on the shelves. And I go in there, and I find her in the back, and she's sitting down in a pile of burning toilet paper that's smoldering. I had cases and cases and cases of toilet paper. Okay, this thing's probably going to hang up for me. I'm going to I'm gonna have to call back. Okay. All right, Bossman. I'll tell you what, man. I enjoyed that call immensely. Yeah, me too. Me too. Me. I mean, I did too because it's like we ended on that weird note. It's like, what the hell? You right. know? But yeah. Right, right. And y'all have to stay tuned for the next call to see how we tie all this up. Because uh, the next call uh, that we're going to post in a different episode, we get into uh, to, to her name was Kylie, right? No, Kayla. Kayla. God yeah, we get in because we started with the, the Johnny and uh, Megan right? and well, everything. I mean, we kind of got into that. It's like something happened with Megan. And you're like, what the hell? And then but you have to tune into the next call to find out what happened. Right. And everything. And then we do start talking about the Charlie and Kayla case. Right. That, that, that makes more sense. And now for those of you that don't know Todd's case and don't want to go back and listen, uh, Kayla was the one that he held uh, captive in a storage container uh, for 60-some-odd days, like 63 days. Right, the ones that the authorities found. Yes. yes. The cops came out, found her because they, you know, locked in on her cell phone and blah, blah, blah. So, and then we're going to circle around to the first murders he did, which precedes the bodies being found. Yes. And precedes the people that he killed on his property in Woodruff, South Carolina. So we're going to circle on back to that. So yeah. stay tuned. We look forward to. Hey, man, if you guys, uh, by the way, log on to Facebook, for God's sake. Listen up. Listen the hell up. We need your help. Do as you're told, damn it. No. <laughs> damn. I'm just kidding. You're kind of a twat. <laughs> Today I am, yeah. Get on to Facebook. Join Citizens of Brutal Nation and uh, and join the chat, man. Like, yeah, shoot, shoot the shit back and forth. And, you know, let, let let us know you're out there. Show your support. Um, it really helps out the show a lot. 
uh, you can send us an email, a personal email, at BrutalNation at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check us out on Medium, Crime Beat on Medium, and wherever you get your blogs. Uh, I think that's about it. Yeah, this show's copyright 2023 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights are reserved, and we will see you guys next time. And remember, boys and girls, if you're hearing this on this or any part of this on anybody else's podcast or show, they're lying, thieving bastards. Damn it. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.